Are you ready? ready? For the obscure superstar Alright everybody, how the hell are you doing today? I'm doing pretty damn good, this is me Brian Breaker and uh, welcome once again to the Obscure Superstar Spotlight! Just thought I left, I didn't go anywhere you dumb son of a bitch, I'm sorry I shouldn't yell at you, you're just listening. Uh, this is the OSS, the Obscure Superstar Spotlight, I have not done a solo one here in a little while and boom, shakalaka we got one going for you and it is on Rodney of the Mean Street Posse. Now, if you've been listening to the Obscure Superstar Spotlight since its inception, you would know that this is the second member of the Mean Street Posse that has their had their own episode, the other being Pete Gass in one of, your, one of our early episodes. So, I highly recommend checking that out. Um, if you have not been listening from the beginning, well, that's the best part of a podcast. They're all archived. Such classics as Glacier, Mantar, Jimmy King, Pete Gas. They're all available on this podcast. Check it out, which you can find it at breakerinbane.com or right here on iTunes. And I'm telling you where to find a podcast in which you're already listening to it. What the fuck am I talking about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Rodney of the Mean Street Posse. Uh, real name Rodney Lionheart. You would think it would be Lionheart, but it's Lionheart. He was born uh, January the 1st, 1971. Think of that, he was almost born in 1970, but he wasn't. That lucky son of a bitch. He's an American retired professional wrestler. He is best known for his appearance with the World Wrestling Federation from 1999 to until 2001 under the ring name Rodney. Lionheart was a childhood friend of Shane McMahon, the son of uh, the World Wrestling Federation owner, Vince McMahon. Lionheart and Shane attended uh, junior high together in Greenwich, Connecticut, befriending Pete Gasparino in high school where the trio played American football. After graduating from high school, Lionheart and Gasparino would exercise at the WWF gym in Stamford, Connecticut. In 1999, Shane McMahon invited Lionheart, Rodney, I'm losing my place here, and Gasparino to appear on WWF television as part of an angle. An angle, excuse, excuse me. Talking all kinds of weird shit today. Lionheart, simply known as... Rodney and Gasparino debuted on WWF television on the March 22, 1999 episode of Raw is War as part of a stable known as the Mean Street Posse and began assisting Shane in his feud with Test and uh, helping him retain the European Championship. Joey Abs was added to the faction three months later. Shane eventually turned babyface and briefly feuded with his former allies before leaving WWF television. The Posse took part in a tag team battle royal for the number one contendership to the WWF World Tag Team Championship at Armageddon 1999 and gained an advantage by switching places with the third wrestler behind the referee's back, thus enabling them to outnumber the other teams 3-2. Despite this advantage, they failed to win and were the first team eliminated. In early 2000, the Posse repeatedly tried to defeat Crash Holly for the WWF Hardcore Championship, attacking the champion in unlikely venues such as an airport, 
a circus, and his hotel room. At WrestleMania 2000 on April 2nd, the trio took part in the Hardcore Battle Royal for the Hardcore Championship. Lionheart pinned Funaki to win the title after stunning him by throwing him into a metal fence railing, but was pinned by Joey Abs just 14 seconds later. Despite the infighting, infi- uh, the Posse remained a relatively cohesive unit. On an episode of Sunday Night Heat later that year, Edge and Christian briefly became the managers of the Mean Street Posse. They accompanied them to the ring for the duration of their WWF World Tag Team Championship match with the Hardy Boys, assisting the Posse with the Prevoso that they would receive a title shot if the Posse was to win. The Hardy Boys, however, thwarted the interference of Edge and Christian and retained their titles. Later that year, all three members of the Posse were sent to Memphis Championship Wrestling, which was then a WWF developmental territory. And on May 24, 2000, in Tunica, Mississippi, Lionheart and Abs defeated Bull Payne and Todd Morton to win the MCW Southern Tag Team Championship. They lost the titles to the Kingpins on July 26th in Memphis, Tennessee, but regained the titles on August 12, 2000, in Jackson, Mississippi. Their second reign ended when they were defeated by the Dubs on October the 28th in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Lionheart was then sent to MCW affiliate Memphis Power Pro Wrestling, where he was renamed Rod Rageous. That's awesome. He defeated Bulldog Reigns to win the MPPW Television Championship on January 27th, 2001 in Memphis. He lost the title to Grandmaster Sexay on February 21st of that year in Jonesboro, but regained the title just three days later in Memphis. His second reign came to an end on March 17, 2001, when MPPW severed all connection with the WWF and vacated all titles held by WWF employees. Lionheart and the remainder, remainder of the posse were released by the WWF later that year. Lionheart briefly wrestled on the independent circuit before retiring to run a landscaping company in Glen Ridge, New Jersey. Lionheart is married with two daughters. Did you know that about Rodney? I certainly didn't. Here's a nice little fun fact. Uh, PWI ranked him 219 of the top 500 single wrestlers in PWI 500 in 2001. It also doesn't say this, but I do remember this because I was uh, quite surprised. Uh, the Mean Street Posse were all featured in WWF SmackDown 2, Shut Your Mouth, I believe. Was it Shut Your Mouth? SmackDown 2, Know Your Role. I'm sorry. Um, however, and I could be wrong on this, I'm pretty sure the Mean Street Posse never got action figures. Um, which is a shame. Now, the funny thing about this is I remember the Mean Street Posse being around a long time. Like, I was thinking they were there for a while. I mean, like, let's totally be honest here. They competed at a WrestleMania. I mentioned that on the Pete Gas episode. Those sons of bitches and their damn sweater vests, like Bane. I don't know if he wears those. I don't think he does. Bane, do you wear a sweater vest, you son of a bitch? You better not. I mean, if you do, it's cool, but, you know, it's, it's actually not cool. Uh, they were in a WrestleMania. They were in a. I think they all kept interfering in the 2000 Royal Rumble, but it says here uh, Rodney, aka Rod Rageous, debuted in 1999 and retired in 2001. Now I do remember. I do remember this because I don't know how accurate 2001 is, and and this is why I say this because I briefly remember this. I remember in 2002 when Reverend Devon was a uh, you know 
redubbed Reverend Devon, which was a very brief thing that happened back in that time. They did a thing where uh, a kid or a dude like tried to steal the money box from Deacon Batista, and I'm like 90% sure that's Rodney. Now, I, I don't know 100% for sure, but I that's what I kind of remember it happening like that. So if I'm wrong, by all means, tweet me at uh, Brian Breaker ODR and tell me I'm wrong, and I will tell you to shove it because I don't care if my facts are wrong because that's how I roll. I'm just kidding, but I think that was him. So I don't think he actually retired in 2001. I think he probably retired in 2002, 2003 because I believe, I mean, I know they talked about his kind of like semi-developmental run, but I'm pretty sure that he did that for a while before being released. And this may have been at post-release. Maybe they brought him back in in 2002 to see where he was at. Can we reuse him? Is he salvageable? Is there something about this character that we can do? I don't know. But I was pretty sure that that happened. Um, to be fair, I thought Rodney had... Uh, now, I know Joey Abs wasn't actually a Shane McMahon buddy, but legitimately Pete Gass and Rodney, as it mentioned in that story, were both friends of Shane McMahon, and that's how they got that gig. And... I think Rodney actually tried to make it work after some time. And um, I thought he had potential, even though he wasn't very skilled, which has a lot to do with him not really ever being trained properly and also being very green. I thought he had more potential than Pete Gass. And Joey Abs doesn't really count because I think he trained with the Hardy Boys and they kind of put him in there to, to help tighten the group up a little bit. Um, but it's unfortunate. Rodney only wrestled actively for a couple of years. I mean, that's not very long. I mean, you don't really know where you're at in a couple of years. But now I'm going to stop talking about that and let you listen to this awesome piece of music. Still with me? I'm watching the Titantron, just sitting here and just enjoying it. I mean, they wrestled in sweater vests and slacks. Like, number one, that had to be really hot. Like, think about, like, a hot summer day, okay? I mean, it's a scorcher. And you're wearing, like, a t-shirt and, say, a pair of jeans. You get sweaty pretty quickly in that stuff. That's what a lot of people don't realize. It's, like, it's hot. It's hot as hell. Now, imagine a sweater vest over that. Any type of sweater, I mean, in the summertime is just brutal. Now, the reason I say that is these arenas they're in, people don't understand those lights above you, how hot they actually can get, and how brutal they can be. And they're wrestling every night under those lights with slacks on, with t-shirts, and sweater vests over them. That had to be miserable. Uh, but to be fair, I thought the Mean Street Posse was was an interesting uh, interesting little trio. It was an interesting group of, of guys pretending to be badasses that essentially were not. They were wearing sweater vests. And, uh, and you know, they kind of stayed there for a while. Um, I think they lasted a long time because they were Shane McMahon's friends because they were brought in for that initial angle. I think there was actually a few others that were brought in too, but those two stuck around. 
I think because they had the best looks. I'm referring to Pete Gass and Rodney. And we're kind of, they kind of found stuff for them to do. I, I remember they briefly teamed up with the British Bulldog. Um, I didn't remember the Edge and Christian team up happening. That was probably a one-off thing, and they put it on there like it was part of their history, which it's not. Uh, they kept re-entering the 2000 Royal Rumble. I do remember that. They were in the WrestleMania 2000 Hardcore Battle Royal. I do remember that. Um, and then they pretty much just were around. They didn't do a whole lot. Uh, they had a match with Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe on Monday Night Raw that had a very, very unusually high rating, which led me to believe that the whole Monday Night Wars was just garbage because, like, they were like, oh, it's ratings. We had a better show, and the ratings didn't show it. I mean, that had a high rating, and that's about as garbage as you can get. That being said, it is it is entertaining, so maybe that's where they realized maybe more people tune in for entertainment as opposed to uh, wrestling. But be that as it may, that's all I got for this week on the Obscure Superstar Spotlight. Thank you for checking out the show. Tell your friends. We do not advertise this show. We do it for fun and because it's hilarious. So tell people. Let them know what they are missing because they don't want to miss this one. Uh, you can find this episode and every episode on BreakerAndBane.com. They're also on iTunes. And write a review. Why not? Why wouldn't you write a review? It's a good thing to do. It's fun and it's easy. Just go to uh, search the podcast. I'm doing this from an iPhone. I know most people have an iPhone. I'm just dropping mine on the floor like a bastard. Search it. Search BBPH. All four podcasts come up. I'm talking about Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo, and the Bane of Your Ears, as well as this one, the Obscure Superstar Spotlight. You, uh, there's a part that says write a review. Click that. Literally five stars, write your name, and two words. Put awesome job. That's all you have to write. Put Bane sucks. That's all you have to write. And it helps us out immensely. It helps get more eyes or ears, I should say, on what we're doing, and it lets uh, people know about it, and it's fun. It helps everybody. So write a review if you get a chance. We all appreciate that. Anyway, I'm Brian Breaker. Thank you for joining me on this solo adventure on the Obscure Superstar Spotlight. We will see you in 14 days. Back at it again. Yeah. <laughs> It's Jenkins. What up, Jenkins? My dude, Bane. Big Bane. Let's get it. Let him know. And turn it up. And turn it up. And what? And turn it up. And what? And turn it up. Well, okay. Turn it up, can you feel it? It's got a subtle whip you then up in the dresser whip you then just put your waist in the sit and get on the floor and go kill it. Hold on that drink and don't spill it. Yeah, I'm the one that did it, but you want this, so go get it. Up in the club, it becomes the ratchet O's and the scones. The ballas mixed with bombs. Nobody's gonna give a fuck. A few more drinks till we drunk. Get on the floor, get you some. Hold up. Work.